telling you what's up in movies and TV. I know you could feel me. Music and gaming, you know what I'm saying. Comic books and tech, stuff you ain't up on yet. And if you want hook, we're gonna go and take a closer look. And no show's the same. We always got a different game. Always got a different game. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 19 of the Geeked Up Podcast. I'm Devin Barnes. With me always is the method to my man, Liam Whalen. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everybody? G-E-E-K-E-D up. Pretty good. Shout out to Method Man and Red Man, I'm sure, is uh, hanging out somewhere in Jersey. Yeah. (laughs) How did I miss the Red Man to Method Man connection? In the most hilarious rapper of all time, Red Man. Shout out to the Geeked Up salute to him. So what's going on out there, you big geeks? Welcome back to the show. Before we even like get into the banter, we have to start off with big breaking news. And the breaking news is that the Geeked Up podcast is back after <laughs> a uh, mid-season finale hiatus where we left you guys wanting more in episode 18 of the Game Time where we did the trivia challenge. <laughs> yeah. I came out on top. People didn't know if Liam and I were going to be able to patch things yeah, up. Yeah, we're answering questions from the big fallout from the <laughs> Big Bang Theory. Turns out I find out this asshole's been watching <laughs> Big Bang Theory on the side. And that's how he beats me in the trivia. Con- so we were under protest. Yeah, it was. Uh, so we decided to pull a Walking Dead style half season we got break. <laughs> but uh, what happened in that uh, mid season, too? You know, it wasn't just. Um, Big Bang Theory arguments, like, uh, after me and Liam made up, we gave each other butterfly kisses, and we both caught the flu. <laughs> yes, we both out. independently had the flu for a while, so we tried tr- everybody else in, uh, Midtown Comics, I think. Yeah, Jesus, man. Like, I'm blaming the, I'm blaming the, the wheezing fat guy in the Aquaman section for my flu, but I'm, uh, blaming Andrea from Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> she seems like the type that would, uh... But yeah, so we both got really sick, and um, we couldn't record, too, because, like, for as long as we were gone, Liam was online for Comic-Con in New York. (laughs) Yeah. We had our uh, on-the-scene, first-ever, geeked-up podcast at Comic-Con. We were in there. We had the guy on the scene. Liam was on it. Yeah, that's me. I'm on the scene at Comic-Con. But finally, we had to just, like, due to the clamoring from all the emails, we finally had to release episode 19. So we figured we'll just have to do it from the future, because in the present, I'm still online for (laughs) Comic-Con. Despite Comic-Con having ended, like, two weeks ago, I'm still online outside. So we're going to do a show anyway from the future. Yeah. Jesus Christ. (laughs) So the story was, yeah, I struck out from Comic-Con. I had my tickets all paid for. Yeah, tickets paid for, Tickets man. paid for in advance. Show up to get my wristband. And literally, like, the event where it's held is at the Javits Center, as I'm sure a lot mm-hmm. of the listeners know, which is, like, this enormous center. It takes up, like, three square city blocks, right? Yeah, it's gigantic. So we get to yeah. the front. And then uh, the line, I see the line spilling, and I feel like, I'm like, wow, this is crazy. The line's already going to the corner over here of, like, 40th Street? Jeez Louise. <laughs> then we just, like, walked around, like, canvassed the perimeter mm-hmm. to see that the line goes 360 degrees around Jeez. the entire Javits Center. They're taking, like, sporadic updates of how long the lines seem to be moving and asking the people at the end. It was, like, an estimated three-hour wait, I would say. Three-hour wait. And this was just to, to get, get four. Yeah, just to get in for the people that actually had tickets. 
So wait, so you were in line just to get in? You already had your tickets, or you were already in line to well, get your tickets, line for, and then there's a whole another yeah, line no, just to get in? Yeah, no, once you buy tickets, then you need to trade your tickets in for wristbands. Holy shit, dude. So this was the line to trade your tickets in for wristbands. Of It looked like the staging area for the Halloween costume <laughs> parade, though, because it was definitely like... 75% like uh, assorted X-Men yeah, and Star Wars dressed how up. Bummed out Lots of Harley Quinn. Yeah. Harley Quinn was definitely the, <laughs> the saddest there was also... Harley Quinns you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, so then you finally got in there. Then how it was? Yeah, so I didn't even consider waiting online. <laughs> yeah, oh, you didn't I go like, walked around and <laughs> laughing at all the people that would be waiting that long to get in. But the other like funny thing that I, that I thought was ironic about these Comic-Con dieharders, they're not only like diehard Comic-Con fans, but they're also a bunch of cheapskate assholes <laughs> because the place was like swarming with ticket scalpers that course, were selling wristpins so you could avoid the three-hour line for like 40 bucks. And none of these Comic-Con assholes, like, I didn't want to drop the extra 40 bucks because I'd already paid the 40, and I'm not spending 80 bucks to get it at Comic-Con. However, I'm not dressed up as Indiana Jones with my girlfriend, who's <laughs> as, like, princess from Mario Kart or whatever. And I love Like, these guys are in full costume, patiently waiting on, like, a three-hour line so they don't have to pay some scalper 40 bucks <laughs> to fucking be whisked to the front. <laughs> yeah, but I love how all the uh, different characters you saw in all the Harley Quinns, your go-to is still Indiana Jones. Jones. Well, I'm not dressed like Indiana Jones. Like, nobody <laughs> knows who he is. <laughs> so, um, so that's why we've been gone for a while. But so my, my, so the official Geeked Up review of Comic-Con, as teased on episode 18, is that I didn't get to see Weird Al. <laughs> I didn't get to see Lisa from Saved by the Bell. No sight of uh, Jimmy the Mouth from the South. <laughs> Heart from the WWF, who I'm sure would have had a booth there. But you saw a good, like, 700 sad Harley Quinns looking bored in line. But I did ride a packed, like, seven train to uh, Hudson Yards (laughs) in the morning. A little car full of, yeah, people with, like, elf ears and whatnot. So that was our Comic-Con review. Our first ever on-the-scene review. Yeah, first ever on-the-scene review. And I guess that'll, like, that kind of explains why we've been gone. And remember, like, you've heard us talking about the emails that we've been getting. So, yeah, of course, that again email the is the, uh, the Geeked Up Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, that's the Geeked you got to put that the in there. And again, so, thanks to everybody for uh, sending your emails, for thinking about the show and enjoying yeah. episode 18 for way too long. But yeah, we're, we're happy to be guys. doing 19. And we're happy to be back, man. We've missed you guys probably more than you've missed us. <laughs> And uh, since it's been such a long time, too, let's uh, remind everybody what platform we're on. Check us out at uh, Facebook.com backslash Geeked Up Podcast. Check us out on SoundCloud.com backslash Geeked Up Podcast. And, of course, just go on down to our iTunes and look up, you guessed it, the Geeked Up Podcast. Hanging out in Nighttown, y'all. And uh, we'll mention, too, of course, like, check out the beats. Like, he's not just a, a beat maker, but... Uh, SoundCloud.com backslash Andre Davi. Still taking those episode 10 emails, y'all. Got Andre Davi. And look, I'm not even going to give you, if you're a big enough Andre Davi fan, I'll give you a little little other breaking news. I'm not even going to tell you how to look for it, but he has a new video out there right now. Yeah, if you're an Andre Davi head, you'll find the video. You'll find the The video. The video will find you if you're an Andre Davi fan. And if you haven't watched the video and it didn't find you, there's something wrong with you. Hit him up on Facebook and ask him for the link because we forgot it. We both had it and I just remembered to mention it, but uh, Andre Davi had a big video drop, so check that out since the break. That's happened. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I guess um, since we've been gone, we'll get right into the news now. Ricka, 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 
Rico, the one thing we forgot to do in the break was get a new song. We were waiting for We took time off while Andre Davi would finally make us our news time song. Still nothing. Yeah, we, we got sick and forgot why we took time off. and uh, Still no news song. He's making two good videos. But, of course, like, we can't talk about TV. We can't even talk about, like, real news besides the Geeked Up show being back. I think the second biggest news entertainment has been the uh, Walking Dead Season 7 premiere, Episode 1. After all the speculating, after everything, we finally saw the fate of Negan's Bat Lucille, and holy yes. fucking shit, After guys. the big cliffhanger, who was Negan about to uh, barbed wire bat in the head? <laughs> and we Say that find three out. times fast. <laughs> But yeah, so we finally find out it was actually a double uh, a double whammy. Well, I guess well, right now we should yes. uh, do the classic geeked up. This is a geeked up spoiler alert <laughs> because uh, you know we don't want to spoil anything because like it did just come out. A lot of people watch it on Netflix. So huge Walking Dead season seven episode one spoiler alert. Yes, drag the icon over five minutes. Go five minutes from wherever we are now and click. And listen to our hilarious Luke Cage review. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and in spoiler alert, you might hear us talk about <laughs> Ghost Rider on ABC, but who knows? But yeah, so, uh, so if you haven't turned away yet, you had your chance. So, Jesus, man. Episode one, season seven, just Yeah, one of the all-time most intense episodes and Walking Dead that you'll see. The double dosing of spiked bat to the head, which is definitely like taking it up a notch in terms of gore and uh, extreme violence on TV. Yeah, so I guess it was just like the first character that went down was uh, Abraham. Which I think um, everyone guessed. Because if, yeah. if we remember, like, the season six finale, like, it left us on the cusp. We saw someone, like, get it on the head, look up, calls him tough, and then gets it again. But we saw it from that person's perspective. We yeah, didn't it know POV who it was. style. Oh, so man. <laughs> yeah. So we didn't know who was getting batted. Yeah, but we see it. He does the whole eeny, miny, mo thing. People online try to yeah, figure out. Yeah, the whole out, camp like, is there with guns eeny. to their head, ready to uh, anybody. Yeah. Anybody's, like, liable at that point. And they pick Abraham. And I feel like at first people were just like, oh, because Abraham's a liked enough character, you know what I mean? But I feel like after that much waiting and guessing, it was such like a cheap cop-out to pick Abraham. It was just like, oh, Abraham. Like, people like him. They don't love him. Who did you think they were going with? Maggie? I thought they were going to go with Maggie, right? Okay. Just to, like, brutalize angle. And then the comic books is Glenn. And I thought they'd do the opposite and kill his wife. And, like, what are we going to do? Okay. Like, She's pregnant, but she's not showing pregnant, so it'd be like, oh, the idea of it would be crazy, and like, we're going to cast another newborn in the show now when she has the <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. It just seemed logical from a show point to do it, and also like a mind For fucked. Sure. And now you did say that Glenn actually was in the comic books. I did not know that. Yeah, was Glenn in the comic book. books gets his head bashed in okay. by Negan. And so like, now all of a sudden you're watching it happen to Abraham, so you're thinking, all right, mm-hmm. they went out of their way, and it was definitely... Uh, and they've done the show a lot, too. Like, different characters have died in other ways that characters in the comic books have. So, I mean, like... Uh, yeah, they've, like, used the killing, but changed but the... But changed the characters. Yeah. And, like, different characters made it longer. They've never stuck 100% truly to the comics. So then, you know, they kill Abraham, Negan fucks around. and the, But but after Abraham gets bashed, the eeny, miny, mo leading up to Abraham, good enough, I felt, yeah, in terms like of like intense, a intense, dude. like, cliffhanging draw. You're like, phew, all right, Abraham, fucking nice to know ye. Yeah. But, but then it starts uh, playing on your heartstrings, dude. Daryl runs out, punches Negan in the face. And you're like, oh, shit, Daryl's about to get it. Well, from the way that it was presented, though, I'm thinking the entire camp is now suspects. You're kind of waiting for, like, yeah, exactly. a couple other people to start. Yeah, does anyone else have any balls? Only one dude's going to jump up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. 
but they don't kill Daryl. What do they do? They first time, then I think ever in the show, they really just stuck true to the comics, and he just turns around and just bashes Glenn right yeah. in the head. They gave you a second to kind of uh, understand that it was indeed not going to be Daryl, and, you and you're like, oh, geez, not this, like, eeny, miny, mo again. Yeah. And before you could really process that, what was happening? boom, yeah. boom. Glenn just takes a nice... Yeah, and again, that's where the gore really, like, stuck up the second time. Because the Abraham was kind of, I don't really feel like it was over the top. They showed, like, yeah. the puddle that had become of Abraham. But I felt like the Glenn fractured skull, eye belgian out, like, bat to the face was and definitely... And just the dude making jokes about it. They're like, oh, man, your eyeball is out, and it's really gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is like... And it was verbatim, the comic book, too. The now, first in the comic like... book, is that... But Glenn is the first one. Is the go. only one. There's only so one he's person. He's doing the eeny, miny, mo, and then boom. And picks Glenn, and the same thing in the comic books. He looks at his wife, and he's like, Maggie. But the same thing, his eyes popping out, and he makes the uh, eyeball joke in the comic books. Like, it's the first okay. time it's ever been like, almost like page for page. Like, holy shit. Of course, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's playing him, dude. He's like played other comic book characters before. You know, He played the uh, comedian in Watchmen. It was just a, he's just a badass actor. He's like a yeah. great villain. Cause like, that's the thing, too. Like he cracks jokes, and he's, he's likable. You know what I mean? He's just a nutty fucking yeah, dude. Yeah, no. He's not some, like, zombie warlord monster creature. Like, he is just a... Yeah, uh, just a crazy dude. Just a crazy took total advantage yeah. of, like, the apocalypse and just broke this group, this hardcore group we've been following for, like, years now. Like, yeah. seven years. And just, like, breaks him in one swift movement. Or two swift moments. Yeah. And even so more, like, in the episode, too, like... That was, like, what everyone's talking about. I was like, oh, Glenn got beaten the head to death. Like, for me, it was, like, the last scene of the show or one of the last scenes of that episode when they get back to camp and Rick just almost chops Carl's arm off. Like, I just was watching it and just was, like, literally, like, screaming. The first time ever, I was, like, yeah. jumping around, like, walking around, pacing around my living room. And to the point, like, I almost get the argument that it was too intense. Like, even then, I was like, dude, like, how much time is left on this show? Like, I can't watch it anymore. Like, just so much is happening. It's yeah, too yeah. intense. Too intense. No, for sure. It's, you know, it's a show known for, like, violence and, like, killing off main characters. But, like, this was yeah. just so tense. That, like, anybody. Yeah, no, and it's become, like, big news, the intensity level. People are saying, like, you know, little even their own fans are saying a little too much. Yeah. I definitely felt that uh, probably, like, I've seen more violent stuff like that. So I feel that the intensity must be... In, like, the devotion of the fans, you yeah. know? Yeah, was that because and just, like, the love of the characters and, like, Jesus, yeah. like, who's next? Like, who's going to be the next one to get? Like, he's like, when is this guy done? Like, you almost feel like you're there with him. Like, when is this guy going to go away? Like, like the, everyone's breath is just, like, you yeah. know, like, held is one. Like, everyone. Like, and then the second he goes away in the episode, is like, all right, I'll see you guys in, like, in a week. Like, you feel the whole thing. is like, everyone's just be like, ah. Oh. Like, he's gone. And then they had the time to grieve. You know, like the first thing they do is just, like, sit around and cry because, like, their buddies just got yeah, their head yeah. smashed in. But they it never had that chance now. because it was, it was like, oh, is it going to be me next? Yeah. And it was just fucking very so, intense, man. Yeah, like, hard it was to watch. definitely super intense. So now I guess the next question is, like, uh, what do you feel is next for the gang from Alexandria yeah, I mean, now? Like, like, their battle with Negan. They're going to just pay their little tax and go out like pussies or of what? Of course not. Gonna, you know, uh, I mean, they're probably going to band the camps together yeah. and rally hard. Because but. the show at this point, too, has kind of become more like, I guess, like less about these zombies and now more like dealing with these crazy packs 
of other humans. Yeah, like there is a part in the middle of that, this episode where like they send Rick through like some crazy like zombie almost like tough mutter competition. Like, all right, <laughs> get out there and get that <laughs> yeah, axe, Rick. He's like, oh, he's like, literally, there's a part where he's swinging from a zombie, like as like a, <laughs> using a zombie as a rope. Almost, yeah. like, not bullshitting you. Literally jumps off <laughs> an RV and like extreme zombie, on. like ninja zombie warrior. But it almost took you out of it. And I think a great thing at the end of this episode was when they're finally like driving away. Like they move the bodies. Like they're going to move on now. Like, we're going to go back and figure out what's going on. At the very, very end, it's like a zombie walks out of the woods. And you're just like, oh, yeah, zombies. <laughs> and it's like the whole group looks at him. It's just like, dude, it's almost a zombie news. It's like, hey, like, hey man, like, not right now. Yeah, that was seriously. that was way too intense. It's almost like, oh, all right, God, yeah. brain's leader. <laughs> like, it was just really good and really intense. So I look forward to see how the show goes because I think, like you said, like, that's the inevitable buildup that they'll probably group up and – you know, yeah, they're obviously they're coming beat after you know Negan, what I mean? You know, they're obviously going to... But it's going to take some time. How many more is Negan going to... that's gonna, the good thing about a show. What other crazy shit is Negan going to do along the way? Yeah, you know? exactly. And that's the good thing about a show versus a movie. Like, we don't have, like, an hour and a half to wrap it up. We literally have, like, 13 hours. What about hours. these other camps? They're all obviously getting terrorized by Negan. They have, like... Mm. You know, this group has connections with some of the other camps. They all probably, yeah, they probably hate Negan and his boys. They probably pay the like, toll, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. They've, same thing's probably happened to all of them. He probably came in there and yeah, no, for made sure. his hilarious jokes. <laughs> like, I wish one guy, like, there's the part of the show, I mean, I'd too, be willing to jump ship. He was a charismatic motherfucker. That's what I'm saying. There's, like, one point where he's, like, doing his little monologue. He looks at the group. He's like, oh, was my joke really not that funny? I wish I was the guy that like, <laughs> was, was too in the group. Soon. Who's just sitting there laughing. I was like, oh, that was great. Yeah, Negan, guys. All right. Yeah, yeah, know, hey, I'm in, man. Fuck I it. mean, honestly, and for me. I called the next one. I Actually, I was going to hit the Asian one, too. <laughs> and for me, and for me, it's, like, a kind of an outsider of the show, but just, like, I do kind of of uh, look at it's like are they really that much better than me like or is he really that much worse than these guys are also people that are willing to like go out and bash the skulls of these boys to protect their turf is that not what Negan's doing no you know exactly I mean? like, he's just doing a little more sociopath you know what he's I mean? like, definitely like doing a little yeah. more uh, he's joker more from enjoyment out of it you yeah. know what I mean like when our group like the group we watch like they do do that like there is questionable like are they even good guys but they always, like, somehow at the end of the day, like, feel some kind of remorse or justify yeah. it. Where, like, Negan's just, like, having fun. It was like, he's woo, holy shit. You he's definitely that? a little bit more like Dark Knight Joker, where he's, yeah. like, the ultimate badass bad guy. And he's just having a great for. time doing it. <laughs> like, he's named his bat Lucille, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's crazy enough. Yeah. So, I guess the other big thing, though, that came out, like, uh, since we've been gone, this is still recent news, though, is, like, still streaming right now, is the uh, Luke Cage series finally came out on Netflix. Yeah, we've talked about it, I think, on last episode. The uh, We kind of previewed it, but now it's officially yeah, out on Netflix. It's officially out. Harlem's first superhero. Harlem's taking, hero, taking baby. Taking in Uptown, where we need it most. And fucking awesome, man. Like, every episode was named after a Mob Deep song. That's 100% true. Like, every episode is a title. Drop a jam on them. I think that's episode three, (laughs) dog. (laughs) But it's uh, really good. It's the first one, like, of the Netflix Marvel series that's, like, not set in Hell's Kitchen. Like, uh, Jessica Jones, Daredevil was set in Hell's Kitchen. Yes, in the Defenders universe with... Correct. Daredevil, Jessica Jones... Uh, Luke Cage, and the last one that's coming out right now is Iron Fist. And, of course, Iron Fist. And then John Barenthal now is getting his own um, series on uh, Netflix, the Punisher series. You know, of course, John Barenthal from uh, Walking Dead. <laughs> but uh, this one was great. It was very – it definitely had a different um, – uh, there's a lot of hilarious stories connected to this too. But it definitely had a different feel. 
from uh, the other like Netflix shows. And uh, I guess this is get right in like one of the funniest controversies is that like there's been a big argument that there wasn't enough white people in the show, which I thought was <laughs> hilarious, dude. I'm yeah. just like, dude, it's a show set in Harlem about the first like <laughs> yeah, black it's the first superhero. black superhero yeah, taking place in Harlem, it's and it's also yeah, and it's also like in the superhero universe where it's like really is there not like enough white alternatives to the superhero universe? Yeah, like, every like this is other definitely hero. The, this is the Medea Halloween of comic books. <laughs> Like, I mean, of you know, of like uh, yeah, no, comic exactly. book shows. Exactly. Like, how many white people? Do we really need any white people except being like the mean cop that somehow yeah. like f- the, the underhanded? Fact that there was a few in it. Was like, <laughs> oh, look at that! Like, and that's my friend Noah. Yeah, <laughs> there's more white people than in Homeboys in Outer Space. I didn't hear anybody <laughs> complaining then. <laughs> All right, no, well, see, because I thought the controversy you're trying to get into, which I think is equally crazy, is the whole. Trayvon Martin kind of bulletproof hoodie angle. Yeah. Which I guess, I mean, they do, like, pay reference directly to Trayvon at times during the show mm-hmm. as it is, like, trying to set, like, the tone of a t- contemporary. No, they mention him. And yeah. And, like, Method Man raps about him, too, in his freestyle. Yeah, in the classic Method Man episode, which we'll get into. But, I mean, like, do you, like, the whole, you know, the whole controversy taking place about, like, how much of a statement they're trying to make. Like, is it more they're trying to make, like, a political statement or they're kind of just, like, putting him in a bulletproof, you like, know, yeah, okay. because it's what he would wear in, like, you know, the what they're trying to create is, yeah, like, I the know, modern they definitely do it right. superhero. Absolutely. It's kind of like what came first, like, the uh, chick, like the hoodie or the homeboy. It's like, of course he's going to be wearing a hoodie. Well, I'm going to say in show. this case, the hoodie, just because the writers and the director and the actor have all come out and be like, yeah, obviously we're paying tribute to Trayvon. <laughs> that's why we put him in a hoodie. Like, Luke, he's never wore a hoodie. And there's a lot to say. Like, that's a very loud message of putting, like, the big, like, black superhero in a hoodie every time. And, like, they make a point to it in, like, almost every episode. Like, he, like, takes a hoodie. He's like, yo, like, what size are you, dog? Can I wear your hoodie? But it's like a, it's a, I think it's a message that's, like, obviously, like, needs to be sent out there. And, like, <laughs> All right, well, as somebody it, that did no research beforehand, I'm sticking with my thought. I yeah. don't think it has any. Little, yeah. <laughs> I think you're overthinking it. All right, yeah. I mean, I guess if they're admitting that they're paying reference, oh. I guess I got no argument. But it just seemed to me like... You know, I as somebody watching at home who wouldn't, who's not looking into the controversy, for sure. I didn't really get any like, whoa, can you believe they're? No, I don't. I kind of just thought like, yeah, I guess they were paying reverence to it, but it's just like it is very much contemporary urban, for sure. Kind of fashion statement whole. Well, there thing is the one episode, where, like, and that's uh, one of the later episodes. But like, all of Harlem starts wearing like. Uh, hoodies that have like bullet holes in them, so they all look like Luke Cage. It's like new style. Like everyone like the Luke Cage because every episode, you know, he you can go buy him at a against keep all odds for you know? forty five bucks. You know? It's not exactly. It's not like a cartoon <laughs> where like you know, like the character walks around the bullets like bounce off his clothes. Like every episode, like he's like has a new shirt that has like bullet holes in them. He's like, oh fuck, I need a new shirt. <laughs> and literally, like people in Harlem start wearing like hoodies that have bullet holes in them. Just like, oh shit, Luke Cage, dog. But I think we're really it's bearing awesome, we're really dude. bearing the lead with the whole Trayvon talk by not mentioning the Method Man episode. The be- episode uh, twelve out of thirteen. <laughs> episode twelve, second to last episode, <laughs> which I think you all there claim to be the best thing like in the history of the uh, Marvel universe. I do. I do. It's the uh, one of those like Method Man playing Method Man. That means Method in the Man Marvel sh- universe, Method Man is still a thing. You know what I mean? Like people <laughs> yeah. know Method. That's Man. true. Even in the Marvel a, universe, there's Method a bodega Man is getting awesome. there's a bodega getting robbed in Harlem, and like Method, Method Man's there. As yeah. watching it as a sh- fan of the show, 
And he's like, oh, look, Method oh, Man. Because Method, Method Man is Man. enough like, of an actor where he's, he's in all of this shit. stuff where you're just like, oh, sick, a Method Man. Until one of the robbers looks over and is like, holy shit, Method Man. Like, I'm a huge fan. Like, Method Man's like, man, you really, like, giving me fan right now? Like, why are you robbing me? He's like, sorry. And dog. again, great. Uh, a Method Man, I hope he gets one of those, like, guest appearance <laughs> Oscars because, you know, or Emmys for best. <laughs> Because he is like the Razzie, but uh, and I also like how he doesn't go as like Cleon Method Man Jackson or whatever. <laughs> like he just sticks. <laughs> he just stays. With talking Method to you, Man. Ludacris. <laughs> yeah, right. Talking, talking to, to you, Curtis Fifty Cent <laughs> Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he does it. But then Luke Cage walks in, and, like flicks the guys down, and then they just both acknowledge each other because, like, throughout the series, you know, Luke Cage starts to become this known thing. So the Method Man's like, yo, it's you. And then Luke Cage is like, no, dog, it's you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then starts naming off Wu-Tang songs and shit, dude. Yeah, yeah. That 36 Chambers album was bad. For boy. sure. And you're like, oh, that was a hilarious cameo. And then you think that exactly. That's it. like, wow. What a great like, cameo. How hammy and cheesy. Unbelievable. Until the next scene is Method Man at Sway in the Morning. On a wake-up show. Talking oh. about, like, oh, man. Yeah, like, nah, 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 nah. It always just felt so really, oh, nah, man, nah, nah, on the nah, way nah, here, nah. man, I ran, like, yo, Luke Cage. Nah, no, is he really bulletproof? Yo, Sway, I'm telling you, man, he's <laughs> bulletproof. There's uh, there's just so many great lines there, and like, there's like uh, funny things talking about being from, man, you from Jersey, you should know that black Trump's bulletproof. <laughs> it's just so, there's just so many great lines in it, dude. And then he does like a fucking two minute Luke Cage freestyle. It's just yeah. uh, easily <laughs> not only the best episode of Luke Cage. But easily just, like, one of the best things to ever happen in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, And you also really just got to love the assorted members of Wu-Tang, too, for, like, really living out their dreams of being, like, when they came out, Yo. being, like, rappers that wished they were superheroes yes. and, like, ninja warriors. And have since, like, played now, like, he's in a fucking, you know, yeah. he's a thing in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, Rizzo has been, made like, the, the man soundtrack. the Iron Fist. Yeah, like, exactly. They've, like, done the scores for weird kung fu movies and shit like that like they've stuck so hard to their ridiculous interests yeah, you get a big up uh, geeked up salute there Wu. yeah once again the members of wu-tang getting the big you geeked guys up salute more and more prove again that you guys are not something to be fucked with <laughs> but i guess if we're sticking with the because uh, nothing can top that in comic book news but i guess if we're sticking with the uh just the mcu there's another show that takes place in the marvel universe and that's agents of shield and we're not going to talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to death here because... Yeah, I we don't I... give too much time to shows on ABC. Exactly. <laughs> but Except for our extensive review, preview of the Goldbergs. Yeah. <laughs> or <laughs> whatever. Yeah. nine of the Goldbergs. Or whatever episode of Modern Family Stephen Root's going to show up on. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I guess the big story is that, like, the Ghost Rider has finally premiered on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's the first time we've seen him live since uh, Nicolas Cage's dead-on uh, rendition yeah. of... Talk about a drop-off. Like, I'm sure Nick Cage was available. <laughs> I love to do episodes of Shield, <laughs> but they uh, didn't go that route. They didn't even go the uh, Johnny Blaze route. Even they, yeah. they took the um, no guys stealing a motorcycle, made a fire to break out of hell. No, now we have Robbie Reyes. He's a Spanish guy that lives in uh, L.A. and he doesn't even drive a motorcycle. He drives like a big muscle car. And 
Yeah. So he's that Ghost Rider now. His like skull is almost like metal. He's the guy that was extent. hanging out with Smokey and Friday, basically. He's fucking. It's <laughs> one of those things that I think a lot of people thought that like Marvel was going to take the Ghost Rider property and put it in, like a hardcore Netflix show, like we have now, like what they do with Punisher. Uh-huh. Instead, put it on like ABC at nine o'clock. Yeah, like yeah. after this, new episodes of but Grey's it does Anatomy. Well, I believe it's not a great show. I'll be honest with you. Like if you're not watching Agents of Shield, unless you're like a big Marvel cinematic nerd. You know what I mean? Like, I used to know I a guy the show pretty successful, who would like watch the show. No, it is, but I think there's enough people watch. I obviously oh, the money there's shows. Enough there's enough people watch fans. those movies. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, kind of picture like my mom. You know, like picking it up and being like, "Wait, who's the guy with yeah, the skull yeah. face?" And like, isn't <laughs> Captain true. America Robert Downey Jr.? Like, yeah, what are they talking yeah. about him for? And it'd be like one of those things. Like, I knew a guy that used to watch the show and didn't realize there was a connection to it. Until it got, like, way too connected to it, the, to the movies, you know what I mean? He just thought it was just, like, a uh, single off, like, oh, I'll go to, like, sci-fi show where they run around and, like, solve yeah. different sci-fi mysteries. <laughs> Those girls are pretty hot. <laughs> this guy in the bat suit's real interesting, <laughs> yeah. I tell you. And ya. then, like, it turns out that, like, it's connected to all of this. And he's like, oh, Captain America. Like, I don't like that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man. So... <laughs> The only reason we talk about it is because, like, it's been on. The reviews are still, you know, good as for the fans. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, Special effects wise, you know, it's as good as you would hope on. But ABC. I mean, in terms of the Marvel universe, like kind of using a character like Ghost Rider on Agents of Shield as opposed to in any of their other. Platforms. Well, it's a big thing too with Agents of Shield too, because like since they do have like the Marvel rights, it's funny to see like which characters aren't they just knew aren't going to make it to the movies. Yeah, you know exactly. Because I mean? like once yeah, they establish yeah. that in the show. That character is scrapped for a movie unless they're going to take a TV actor and put him in one of the movies, which yeah, they yeah, haven't sure. done yet at all. So it's funny to be like, oh, this absorbing man didn't make the new Thor cut. Like, he's <laughs> fucking fighting the ABC family. Yeah, yeah. So it's like go. So that's why it's such like an interesting choice for Ghost Rider because it's usually exactly. such like off kilt exactly. character. So it takes such a big character like Ghost Rider and, and one that could be like a badass feature. Well, and I think like the Nick Cage. And movie. I think that's a big reason of why they didn't go with like the classic motorcycle riding Ghost Rider because if they use like a different Ghost Rider, yeah. they can still make a Ghost Rider movie and be like, oh no, that was the Robbie Ray's version of Ghost yeah, Rider. Yeah, yeah. We can still make like that the was hard- Ghost Rider with a Y. This is Ghost Rider. This is the Ghost. Yeah. You know. That was yeah, Ghost Rider W R I T. I got Danger Ghost Rider. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's why I was mentioning that. And I guess the other like really big show that's come out though is HBO. Just because show. it's awesome, we got to talk about it. It's awesome, it. and it's pretty HBO like, back to killing it, you know, with new shit. It just makes me feel like a video game that I want to go walk around and play in. Is but uh, Westworld's premiere in HBO. Yeah, and it is. Uh, might be hands down like my new favorite show. Like it's fucking. <laughs> yeah, it takes place. It's like a futuristic theme park kind of thing where it's like a virtual reality exactly world recreating the old wild west. It's gigantic, but it's all done yeah. with like AI and robots, and robots and all sorts of shit like that. But you're allowed to just go in there and kill them. Yeah, and have sex with them. <laughs> and it really raises the question of morality of like, it really is it wrong to it. rape a robot? Well, Ed Harris doesn't. Ed think Harris so. doesn't think so. <laughs> no. so when he goes with a full-on slapping effect, it's a really interesting show though. Because like, the more you get into it, you find out that like each robot's thing has like its own like as a guest, its own like personal adventure. Like, oh, well, that one. If you talk to this one, it'll make you do that, or you can make it do this. And it's yeah. just it's like a really like, a, like walking around like a real life video game. Like, and it go does on this make quest? you really long for uh, how cool there. of it's like Jurassic Park. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of like thing where just like, dude, that would be awesome, and not that unrealistic. Like, no, you know? exactly. 
They they have cars that will stop when a little kid jumps out in front. You can't have a robot I can rape. Like what's? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was telling my buddy too. I was just like, you know, like I wish, like how the only thing I hate about watching the show is I wish this place was real. Like I want to go there. Yeah, yeah. Until you find out one of the episodes that it's forty thousand dollars a day just to like spend a day in Westworld. Where I was just like, well, thank fucking God this place isn't real. Like, you know how bummed out I would yeah. be if this place actually did exist? Like, only 40 grand a day. I'm sure 40 it's grand like away. in Dubai. Yeah, it's kind of like Hostel, though. I guess it's like Jurassic Park meets Hostel, too. Yeah. Where it's like, that's where well, the real, too bad where the real sociopaths hang out. But know? it's really neat, too, because you get to see it from all angles. You see it from like, the scientist angle, and there's obviously like something slowly starting to go wrong with the robots. And yeah, of course, yeah. like it's based off the old movie with Yul Brenner, Westworld. Where it's a totally different thing. Where this one, like, one of the robots goes crazy and starts killing all the guests. You know what I mean? Well, I know that Westworld was also, like, a double feature with Future World. Future World. Which was, like, a theme park set in the future. And then there was so also Return to Westworld. So blend a little bit of the elements of Future World into, the, into Westworld in terms of, For like, sure. the they robots gone do. wrong. They definitely scenario. do. You're right. But uh, it's just uh, but a great show so far. Yeah, Marvel, really like, good. Uh, and there's like totally Avengers. And I just want to see like where they keep going. And this like they've set up, which is like a really important thing to do with like a sci-fi kind of like fantasy show like that. Is they set up like a certain set of rules that you know like the robots had to follow. So you as a viewer can finally like, start watching those patterns and see yeah, where they yeah. start to break and see where something goes wrong. Hey, that robot's not to say don't rape me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. So it's definitely worth a watch. It's definitely got my geeked up, like, new show, star of approval. It's uh, very rare that I'm so keen to jump onto, like, a new <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah, it's very you know rare I mean? that like, here at the Geeked Up Show we approve we of TV like shows. We like anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unless it's been on for six seasons, I ain't watching it. Yeah. But that's it for TV news. To get into movie news, and we have a big story to break here in movie news. And, the, uh, and, we're, and we are officially breaking it. Nowhere else is this right. known until us. That um, Tim Miller has officially walked away from Deadpool 2. Yes. Tim Miller, of course, the director of, director Deadpool, of Deadpool 1. The secret hit. Walking away from the... Pr- yeah, the... Uh, that shows you, like, it doesn't have to be, like, a mainstream comic book character to fucking sell tickets. And also, but they also did, a, like, it was a huge success. And remember at the time, it was kind of like an up in the air, will it or won't it. But a lot of the reasons why it became a success were kind of like the quirky, unique things that they did no, that they in wanted, the film. They were super they violent. Broke the it was rated wall. R. It was, yeah, it was rated R. It had a big personality. It was like a funny kind of movie. It was like very a unique superhero movie. And you got to think a lot of that would have to be accredited to the director. Yeah, exactly. You know? No, and Tim Miller like had a big thing of like getting that movie off the ground. And now the whole reason that he walked away from Deadpool 2 is there's, there's been no real reason yet. As of now, as of while we're recording this. like, Well, I'm willing to break what I heard is he thinks Ryan Reynolds is a douche. To an extent, you're 100% right. <laughs> like, that is the rumors. It turns out that like they might have had arguments over the casting of Cable, who okay. is like, the big character that's been teased that's a Cyclops' kid from the future. Who knows how they'll do it. In Who's the, uh, online com- at Comic-Con right now. Much yeah. like <laughs> yeah. live from the future. At- yeah. There's definitely yeah, so there's there's like they problems with casting about that. And I think just like some overall problems as well. They're saying that. No, there's something that said like, Tim Miller. Like, so if you remember, like Deadpool got approved to be rated R, but didn't have a huge budget. You know what I mean? Like as like big time uh, superhero movies go, uh-huh. it didn't have a big budget. And they fucking crushed it with it. And even made jokes about their budget in the movie. In, yeah, yeah. So... Again, They're saying that Tim Miller wanted to have like a three times the budget this time and make it more that Ryan Reynolds didn't. 
But his people have come out and said, and in that, classic like, Vinny Chase style, he wanted to keep it more with the roots. Exactly. And uh, Tim Miller's people have come out and said, like, no, like that's not true at all. Yeah, that one sounds because a I little think far-fetched. like Tim Miller was like one of the big things about like, dude, we can do this on a low budget. Like, yeah, we can easily do this. And I don't think that like Ryan, I don't think the actor is going to be the one that's complaining of like, whoa, 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 I don't want to get paid that much money. Well, let's... here's my thing with this: that like, yeah, like people love Ryan Reynolds, and like he's Deadpool. The role was made for him. I don't know. Like I'm not in movies per se. I was in a pretty killer vice president commercial. That's for another time. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, like, it's the director, dude. Shut the fuck up. You're the actor. You're the talent. What you disagree because you wanted your buddy to be in it? Yes. Yeah, no, I say John Hammond. Who knows who they're even looking at? You know, there's some things they're yeah, saying. Yeah, they signed Pacino. So go fuck yeah. yourself, Ryan. Are you Deadpool? <laughs> I'm from the future. <laughs> I got a big fat ass, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no. And so, like, I think like that's just huge because you think of the, you know, like Tim Miller is not yet is like a big time director yet. You know, obviously he directed like this big time movie, but yeah, like, this is kind of what he's known. He has he, a stake to married make a to huge a, name for him. Yeah, he's married to Deadpool right now, so yeah. him walking away is definitely speaks measures. Yeah. Of, like almost like I think I don't know. I'm gonna take the. Uh, Tim and it's Miller one of those scenarios here. in order to like. You know, remain as a stable movie franchise. You need to keep Ryan Reynolds. But what would be more important to the success of the movie? You'd probably think. Well, for sure, and you got to more Tim Miller. You, you know? have to uh, think about now, like with Ant Man. You know, the original director walked away. The Who guy again, Paul Rudd, perfect Ant Man. Yeah, but exactly, Paul Rudd, like uh, Ant Man. Surprisingly, like secret. Uh, I was surprised thinking that they were going to go for Ant. From last comic standing, from that gay comic standing. <laughs> 100% I remember Ant. I thought he would have been a perfect Ant-Man, but hey, that's just me. You know? God, these bugs are so big now! <laughs> and I start a fight with you. Want to make an alliance? Yeah, of course I remember Ant. But, uh, you know, when uh, Edgar Wright walked away from it, that was a movie he was trying to make for years and then like had a problem with the studio and walked away. Yeah. This is a little different because, like... The uh, lead actor walked away from the director from the first one that, like, made the whole movie work. Yeah, So yeah. it's really interesting to see how that story takes place and who they get to replace them. And, yeah, uh, definitely. Bad. And actually, now, will the movie now actually begs the question, like, will the second movie be as good? Yeah. Like, is it the actor or the director? And I have to think it's probably the director. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Now, will they get somebody able to fill the shoes, do, you know, replicate Well, I think the there's, a, there's an online petition right now to... Uh, Tarantino. Everyone wants Tarantino to do it. And I was like, why? It's bloody. Yeah. Deadpool what? wasn't racist. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, like, I don't, never felt the need for Deadpool to be saying the N-word a hundred times. Yeah. Or Deadpool. Not, yeah, I know it's good fucking coffee. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, everybody wants Tarantino for everything, so. Which, I guess. He's never done, like, a major scale, uh. I'm just remembering Comic book character like, anyway, so. Breaking news of my brain. Like, I remember this. One of Tarantino's first movies that he was, like, considering directing was going to be a Luke Cage movie in, like, 93. Oh, wow. Starring Lawrence Fishburne. Wow, that's interesting. And he went with, like, Pulp Fiction instead. Because, wow. like, you don't want to do, like, an original character. That would make sense. He's very tapped in with, like, the urban. He would yeah. be able to use N-word, the N-word, just as Dude, much as he always good would that have movie been? The 93, 94 version of Luke Cage starring Fishburne. It would have been, like, would have been, like only the good scenes of Jackie Brown. <laughs> like, only the Sandy <laughs> scenes of Jackie Brown. Yeah, and also, why the fuck? Fuck Lawrence Fishburne. How the fuck did Samuel L. Jackson yeah, know, miss right? out on that one, dude? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point. 
But um, yeah, you know you've got a black guy that's played every good role that you've done, right? But nah, Lawrence nah, Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne <laughs> is, uh, he was pretty good as the angry dad in Boys in the Hood. <laughs> but um, I guess the other uh, big movie news, of course, like there's two movies coming out, and their final trailers came out. And I guess we'd start, of course, with uh, the next chapter in the MCU, the real Marvel Universe. Is uh, Doctor Strange is coming out. Starring Benedict Cumberbatch. We've talked about the trailers before, but it's right around the corner now. Two weeks away, Doctor Strange comes out. And uh, it's... Uh, yeah, the last guess, trailer's like, out. Marvel's looking... first, like, dabble into, like, the uh, mystic arts. You know what I mean? Yeah, into more sci-fi than a kind comic of... book kind of look. And it's definitely kind of like a untraditional uh, Marvel character coming out. Like, he's going to be in the Avengers squad, but yeah, he's eventually, not as exactly. famous as, you know, Iron Man or Thor or whoever. And he's a doctor, you know what I mean? He did eight <laughs> years of med school, four years of yeah. alcohol. But it definitely looks, like, way more visually stimulating than your average with, like, the psychedelic city colliding and all this stuff. But yet there's also, like, some type of samurai samurai <laughs> warriors in there as well. Yeah, with Wi-Fi passwords. <laughs> yeah. I am Wi-Fi. Yeah. Oh, what's that stand for? No, here's your Wi-Fi password. Like, if we're living in a world <laughs> where I'm collapsing the cities, with, do you really need the sword on your hip? But, yeah. you know, that's a story for a different day. Here's the thing that is, like, the comic version and the, apparently the movie version that still has always drove me crazy is that, like, he's a surgeon that becomes, like, this mystic arts magician master, right? But the reason this does that is because he gets into a car accident and breaks, like, his hands and fingers and can't be a surgeon anymore. I don't know if you've ever been in a car accident before, but I've never been like, oh, Steven was in a really bad car accident. Oh, my God, is he dead? Is he okay? Does he have a concussion? No. But all of his fingers broke. Like, what <laughs> yeah. the fuck was he doing? Like, was he the woo girl, like, sticking his hands out the sunroof? Yeah. Like, woo! We're having so much fun, and the car flips. Like, how the fuck does this dude break his fingers? Oh, he's fine, except his fingers yeah. are broke. Like, was it a car accident, or did he get mad at his girlfriend yeah. and punch his car window <laughs> and break his hand and use the old oh, car accident? Yeah. Know? Oh, I crashed, and then had to crash his car afterwards. Yeah, car yeah, exactly. Like, well, I guess there's no other choice than to crash this car. <laughs> the Hope old, they believe the, the old bookies. The old bookies <laughs> smashed his hands in the car door. And now he's claiming that yeah. somebody's re-rented him. But, uh, you know, I already have my prediction, say, ten stars. Again, <laughs> I'll never go against the movie again. I try to go against Ant-Man. Ant-Man proved me I'm wrong. I'm personally never going to go against Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, that guy's a fucking hit. <laughs> they love that guy. He's like the ugly version of Chris Pratt. <laughs> the ugly British version. Like, you throw Chris Pratt in something, it's going to sell. You throw Cumberbatch in something, it's going to sell. Is he good looking and American? No, he's ugly and British. <laughs> fucking people love him. But they're going to buy it. They're so. going to watch him. He's doing an American accent, this one. And it's a great classic, like, British American accent. He's like, hello, I am a doctor born and raised <laughs> in New York City. Can I have a cheeseburger? <laughs> so it's uh, pretty hilarious to watch. But I'm going to love every minute of it. Yeah, it definitely looks good. And I think the, uh, the last big trailer, the last big movie that's coming out is, of course, what would this show be without movie ceremonial? Star Wars Rogue One. See, I still go with the old song. Yeah, see, I'm more I like the uh, the newer songs. <laughs> You're more of a top 40 kind of guy. I'm more classic rock, you know. I respect that. I respect <laughs> that. But uh, Rogue One's right around the corner. The final trailers come out. If yes. you haven't found it online, it's literally listed as Rogue One Final Trailer. <laughs> yeah, it's the an easy YouTube out for search. It. So. 
you know, they yeah, finally revealed the big epic out. Star Wars poster. Like that's one of the things about Star Wars you can always look forward to too. Is uh, the epic like poster? You know what I mean? Like every well, it's Star, one of the Star Wars things you can always. Yeah. <laughs> one of the Star Wars things all the ultra Star Wars <laughs> fans can. <laughs> I go to see the movie. I don't fucking examine the uh, poster like a. Well, but. you should because it's out too, along <laughs> with the final trailer, and uh, they both look pretty fucking badass. Yeah, and, they just look and again, I just think that really the story behind it—it's kind of the movie isn't as big as just the mere concept of them like opening up the whole universe. Two potential movies and all of For the sure. backstories, and now this is not a movie with any type of sequential consequence. Well, it's not. To, like, it's the, not a chapter. It's the yeah, first time there's a Star exactly. Wars movie out that's not a chapter. Like, so it's basically to give you the catch up, as Dennis Smith informed me on uh, one of the episodes when he was on. <clears throat> that's basically what's happening is they're making an episode about the team that steals the plans for the Death Star, Correct. which would take place in between the third episode and the fourth episode, which is what everybody knows as the first episode, of yeah, course. Exactly. We're yeah, talking like the 1970s. You're losing me. You're so on board now <laughs> yeah. that I'm getting confused. Wait, wait, wait. But, yeah, so it's like the... Uh, you know, pre-Darth, pre-Luke, knowing Darth is his father, all that yeah. shit. Or almost a pre-Luke, you know what I mean? Before Luke even knows he's yeah, a before, Jedi, anything. And I guess it's, yeah, he's it's, still drinking blue milk on Tatooine, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Because it's right after where, I guess in the Star Wars world where we left you last was Darth, it was, was Hayden Christensen <laughs> slaughtering all of his, like, all the children Jedis of the world. Yeah, and that's great news, too, is that, like, Hayden Christensen didn't get cast as Vader in this one. He's like, all right, dude, we got a tall guy in a mask. And the other crazy news is James Earl, two crazy news there, is James Earl Jones is doing the voice again for Vader in this movie. And two, James Earl Jones is still fucking alive, dude. Like, what fucking, like, dude. <laughs> that's crazy like yeah. I thought he just like started de-aging like now we're in like the Morgan Freeman stage and then he's <laughs> yeah. gonna get younger and turn to Denzel Washington and this is he just signed a nine year contract with Atlantic Bell are you kidding me he's yeah. doing great <laughs> 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 so that's like the huge one man cause like again like it's really interesting like to not have a chapter yeah. of a Star Wars like everything that's been that has either been like novels or like cartoons and even this one has like one of the cartoon characters appearing yeah. in the movie. I guess another thing Dennis filmed filled me in on was yeah. that the uh, some things in the Star Wars universe are in canon, some things are, some not. are not. These movies now are officially yeah, really. in like canon. once Disney took over and like announced that like, there was going to be like a seven, eight, and nine. They and also movies. chose like what from like what they're now referred to as the Star Wars legends as like all the novels and books that were written. It's so like, all right, well, none of those are canon. We'll yeah, call those, those Star Wars real. legends. But they're slowly taking things from there and putting it into canon. So Like the Star Wars famed Christmas special, totally real, yeah. in canon with... <laughs> Kind of, there's kind of. You could ask, you could very easily argue that point. But I guess kind of the downer is, other than Darth Vader, I guess no real players no, from really, the no star. Jedi. You shouldn't yeah, no see any Jedis. lightsabers. It's like a rebel group of humans or whatever they exactly. are, civilians. If this movie's played right, there shouldn't be any Jedi. No Jedi. That's Devin. But you'll big. still see a lightsaber. You know, Vader will still pull his thing out. Hopefully, Vader kills. He'll probably like with the slay a lot of people. You know what I mean? Because there's no one to oppose him. Yeah. Very exciting. For yeah, they're going to be easy pickings. And then next year, the you know, one. then we get next year we get a new chapter. Next year we get <laughs> chapter eight, which Benicio del Toro has been cast as a villain. So I can't wait to hear him mumble his way. He's a European. Uh, you remember me in Fear of the of Las Vegas? I was pretty good in that. I was also some mumbles in there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, what are you doing? Pop, pew, pew. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, super excited. Can't fucking wait. And uh, turns out this year again, Dennis Smith won the contest. That was his prize for winning the uh, episode he was on. He gets to buy me another ticket for this one. Yeah, he I, gets, No, I'm this time go, he gets to take me as well. So yeah. he's taking Dude, both the gigs. <laughs> yeah. So Dennis gets to buy two tickets to Star Wars. And we're going to go see with you, big guy. <laughs> and I guess, like, of course, we're closing in Star Wars news. That'd be the big movie news. But, of course, as the raps say, we have video game news. <laughs> yeah, we're music and gaming. You know what we're saying? You know what we're saying. So in gaming news, the I guess the big story with the video games right now is that the uh, Nintendo Switch just got announced and premiered. Yeah, not, not coming out yet. Just not show. Time, not out in time for the Christmas season, which is amazing because I think it's only coming out like a couple months afterwards. Yeah, so you figure they would have speeded up production. Yeah, with those Chinese kids working double time, and let's cram these <laughs> yeah. switches out before December. You know what I'm saying? Which I think is a good mix too of just like oh, like Nintendo just being like, no, nobody gets the day of like just, but keep putting in your your online orders now. <laughs> yeah, We're right. gonna have them ready for you. <laughs> like I think they're gonna make us just as much money and not having it come out by Christmas. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Well, the Nintendo Switch is is a lot of systems have been trying to do this for a while now of like moving the uh, home held console to on the move with you and that's what they're trying to do right now that's what it seems to be what they're selling is yeah. that you're gonna be able to plug this thing in play it on your home system but then the controller is also like a mini device that when you can go on the move and pick up from the game with multiplayer people online yeah. from the game you were just playing your tv in the palm of your hand on the move yeah you can sit in your house press pause go yeah. to the train yeah, press train. unpause and you're right back to fighting, you know, yeah. uh, asteroids in the galaxy. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. whatever lame game. Yeah, you're right back to fighting mushrooms in the sewer tanks. You know? it's like, dude, as me, like, personally, as like, a gamer, like, I like to game at home. I don't, like, the other part of the gaming is that, like, I don't do it all the time. I get to, like, break away and do it yeah. live. You know what I mean? Like, On the train is my... always be like, oh, like, I can take this game with me yeah. now and, like, play it here. The like, train is my Angry Birds time. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I need my to play games. Pokemon Go when I'm not playing my World of Warcraft at home, you know? But it's in very new stages, so we're going to see how, like, that plays out. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, I've been playing Gears of War 4 lately, but I don't need to play it, like, on the train. No, no it seems to be definitely a little bit, like, excess, you know what I mean? And I guess the video game market kind of deals in excess. Mm -hmm. But it also kind of, to me, is, like, an outsider, little surprised it hasn't happened before. Well, I think... Because like, you can take a lot of, you know what I mean, like, if you... If you if if you're hanging out in the cloud, you're hanging out in I-Town, y'all, living up in the cloud, you can, like, <laughs> do that with your music, you know what I mean? Where exactly. Where you can, like, be listening on your home device and then press play on your iPhone. But there's a difference between, like, playing, right like, a that. multi-platform game where it's just, like, I can jump online now here, too. Like, not everywhere that's has Wi-Fi. Yeah, like, that's like going to be the big thing. Like, Wi-Fi hasn't always been a thing. Like, yeah, now that we yeah. have Wi-Fi. No, it's true. It's definitely pretty impressive. We're starting to edge our way into that. Like, you remember, like, Game Boy came out and the Game Gear had color and then they're like that's even true was like the uh nintendo ds's where you play like basic nes games like on but i mean in all honesty did it ever really get that much better from sega game gear like once you put the mini thing in color yeah. that's the height of yeah. it and like to this day well, thing is none of those portable things <laughs> have like really ever have they, they, uh, like, in all honesty. some of the nintendo's kind of got better like you play the old but like not really i get what you're saying like the ds like all right look how good these graphics are but they're still playing like basic nintendo games yeah. like when you're at home in your couch playing it on your hd 
HDTV on your fucking. Like, when you look at the 2017 yeah. NBA 2K game, which is like yeah. sickeningly realistic, versus like NBA Jam. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the the difference between that platform of video gaming and the portable platform is really like you know yeah you can't get NBA much better than playing yeah. it in your hand, which Game Gear did 20 years ago or whatever. No, exactly, and that's why it is so excessive. This is like yeah. come up with a better home be console, like, Nintendo. Like the last thing they did was like the Wii. It was like, oh, you can uh, play well, tennis got... with your mom. And it's <laughs> yeah. like, well, you can do. They've now. got that thing now, I guess, where you can like the VR. Yeah, where you take oh. your Nintendo, you can play any Nintendo game ever existed. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Which is like, you know, well, PlayStation's a big sell now is they're doing the whole VR technology where you literally got to like wear the virtual reality. Oh mask yes, and, like yes. sit around your living room and, and uh, there's that cheesy commercial where the old lady breaks down crying yeah. because it's like. Dude. She's that's, like, oh, society, you know. That's also We've the next. come so far. Yeah, see, I respect that, too. And, like, if I was a kid coming up now, like, I would definitely be playing it. But I was like, as a 30-year-old gamer nerd, like, I think I had to draw the line somewhere. Like, I was, like, telling my girlfriend. And I was like, all right, you already hate me playing video games. <laughs> How about you come home now? And I'm just like, hey, babe, is that you? Like, yeah, I don't know. I got my VR mask on. I'm uh, fighting the Joker right now. I feel like the LARPers are kind of going to be pissed at this because we're all kind of like taking <laughs> the easy way out. You know what I mean? Well, the LARPers are. Like, I was doing VR. I had to fucking yeah. put a robe on and walk around all day with a wooden sword, pretending I was a wizard well, to be- live in the magical world of Quest. Let's be honest. The LARPers were already the jocks of the <laughs> geek community. You know what I mean? Like they were the ones leaving their house, like going out to football fields and throwing <laughs> beanbags at each yeah, other. Yeah, that's true. You know that's what I mean? True. They're already like, oh, now you guys are almost there. You yeah, they're really not. Yeah, there, there's some. Ge- they're geeks that are not. Willing to get their shirt dirty, you know what I mean? They're <laughs> yeah, definitely, no, they're out they're out definitely willing to get their shirts dirty. They're out there on lovers. the front line throwing lightning bolts. <laughs> yeah, for real. The jocks of the geek community. <laughs> Seriously. But um, I guess the other big gaming news, though, would be uh, as an Xbox man. Huge gaming news, this one. <laughs> Gears of War 4 has come out for the Xbox One. The first uh, Gears title on the uh, next, next gen platform, you know yeah. what I mean? Gears of War was like a. Huge One title classics, for, yeah. for Xbox and Xbox 360, or I guess Xbox 360. You know, it was the uh, like uh, their just their big answer for like what they were. It was almost it was like, their Sonic. You know, like the original Xbox was Halo. Xbox 360 was like Gears of War. Yeah, it was yeah. just uh, such an epic title, and it's come out now, and it's uh, you know the new multiplayer. It's pretty much more the same. Yeah, like I got it. I bought the ultimate edition. Spent like ninety <laughs> bucks on the fucking thing, and it's fun. And I'm playing it. But is that how much games are these days? How much does a uh, game cost you these well, days? Well, there's so much. It's such like a trap now. Like you could uh, buy the game, you know, like the basic game for fifty, but there's gonna be new content coming out in the month, so you can just go ahead and buy the, uh, buy the uh, season the pass for thirty. Season pass by going to Six Flags or playing the fucking yeah, video game. Exactly. Right? Next thing you know, this game just costs you like a buck ten because you want like <laughs> everything. You can show off your costumes. But, Mom, I swear we'll go to Six Flags every weekend. Yeah, that's what it's buzzing for. (laughs) That's what the fun thing about being an adult is. There's no, like, squandering away half your birthday budget. (laughs) You get $200 worth of shit. What do you want? We want $120 fucking years of war. $200 more, goddamn. Yeah. So that's uh, it in uh, the gaming news. The two big news is Nintendo. Surprisingly, no PlayStation news. I'm sure there is, but fuck them. I'm, an I'm a little disappointed in, in Atari. I really thought they were going to do something after <laughs> They're going to come years. back. They're going to come I back. I was really hoping for some. But we really did hit it. You know, we had the uh, we had the Nintendo news, the PlayStation news with the VR, and uh, Gears of War 4 for Xbox. Step it up, boys. <laughs> Step it up.
So that's it for uh, video game news, which uh, got me thinking to our next news category is that uh, Halloween. Halloween is my next category, which uh, got us thinking we have no really Halloween news. There's really no big scary movies coming out, no spooky video games, no new Resident Evil. We had no big spooky news. But yeah, Saw actually... 15 is, uh, came out in July. <laughs> yeah, for some... right. Saw is now a, bl- a summer blockbuster. The guy fucking dies in the third movie, but they're still pumping these things out. But that actually got us thinking, just saying the word Halloween, of this episode's Closer Look. Closer Look, Closer Look, Closer Look. Break out the telescope, then the microscope. All of the other scopes, it's exactly what you hold. We're gonna look real close. Take a closer look, Closer Look. Yo, that's that closer look. Closer look. Yo, I closer look. I know it's the season closer and shit. Closer look. <laughs> but that's the ranges of Andre Davi, y'all. Episode, Andre Davi. Still taking those episode 10 emails. SoundCloud.com. And like we said before with the uh, Halloween intro, but even the Closer Look song has kind of like a macabre kind of <laughs> just like. It's haunting. Haunting, Halloween. dare I say. Halloween. <laughs> But yeah, I guess in honor of Halloween, we're going to do a Halloween-y closer look. But it's uh, not necessarily what you might think. It's not going to be our favorite scary movies. It's not going to be well, our favorite to... uh, Hollywood horror movie monster mashup game. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be our favorite slaughter scenes. Nothing like that. We're going a little bit more Stranger Things, I'd say. Taking it to the youth. We're getting a little more nostalgic. Because let's be honest. Like, uh, it's time for the kids to take Halloween back. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, it was Halloween right now. I was at the costume store getting my ultimate Halloween costume ready. And uh, between the two of us, we've spent like 250 bucks <laughs> yeah, on our adult Halloween like, costumes. Just trying to outdo each other and not <laughs> tell the other one here. The and we've yeah, both kept our diligent secrets. of. <laughs> and I can't wait to see how disappointed the other one looks. But yet, ironically, we both showed up to the show today. I'm dressed as peas. He's dressed up as carrots. We didn't even talk about it. No, we're just fans of uh, movies about retired guys that (laughs) say that line. But since this is the Halloween show, and since this is spooky, and since this is us, like Liam said, it can't be that easy. So this closer look, we're going to discuss... Movies, songs, TVs, basically shit just made me and Liam scared when we were kids. <laughs> things, even more so, that but, shouldn't have made us scared. Yeah, I'd say, but things that scared us, but shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah, they shouldn't You have. know, we're talking about when we were kids, what had scared us, but we're not talking like Nightmare on Elm Street. It was this, it's Freddy Krueger, scariest yeah. guy ever. Of course he's going to scare us. We're talking more subtle things, you know? Something like this that scared me half to death when I was a kid. A nightmare on my street. Yeah. This isn't a nightmare on Elm Street. This is a nightmare on my street. And this is Will like- Smith and Jazzy Jeff taking the horror right to the boombox. Woo! That alone scared me right there. That song, dude. I remember getting this, this uh, like high note on the piano is enough to... So that's the fucking Freddy Krueger song. But it was the Will Smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff hey, featuring Freddy Krueger. Now, yeah. I missed this one as like an early hip-hop head, as an early b-boy myself. I somehow missed the Jazzy Jeff Will Smith Christmas or a Halloween I was excited to listen to it because I knew the uh, parents don't understand song. Yeah, this was the B-side. I was going to open up like the scariest song ever. Well, it didn't open up with 
was one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrifying, dude. Just as a kid, who I was, was more of a Monster Mash guy. But I guess, like, as we're both keeping on yeah, the but background. Yeah, Monster Mash is scary. <laughs> like, wait, what a crazy party. Like, all of them are going to be there? This does have a part. Eventually, oh. we're going to get to Freddy Krueger rapping, is that, which is the yeah. point where Devin turned it off. Yeah, yeah. That might even have been the intro, uh... What a hilarious collaboration. So if you guys haven't understood what we're doing here, we are getting scared. We're talking about things that scared us when we were kids that shouldn't have. You guys had to hear this whole scary song. Like any good Halloween party, we have creepy sounds in the background. I guess my embarrassing one, though, when I, when I was a little kid, I had to literally uh, run out of the theater, which and my brother got to stay there. Well, I, well, me and my mom had to sit in the lobby, and my brother got to watch by himself, mind you, as like a like eleven or twelve year old. Got left there. As I would have to be too much of a pussy, so I'm sitting in the lobby during the horror classic that was the Karate Kid. <laughs> <laughs> the scene where like like they're all. What part of Karate Kid scared you? When Johnny Boy's dressed up as a skeleton and they're gonna put him in a body bag, like. That's something that happened to us. I love the at the age of loving Karate Kid. If a group of kids ran up on me and fucking skeleton yeah. Like me and older kids, I was at the age where like older kids really resonated, you know what I mean? That's fucking weird. Man. You were that scared of it. You had like this personal connection. I was like, oh no, this sounds like the other embarrassing one for me, nothing as embarrassing of course as uh, <laughs> But the other embarrassing for me the one was Freddy definitely had shut up. Yeah. Was definitely Oh here he goes. He's gone out of my room so fast. The second that happened, you didn't even turn the jukebox off. Like, no, no, like, had, like, my mom come out, but the time that came out, it was just like parents don't understand. I was like, you're a But the other embarrassing one for me, though, was Goonies. Something was like horribly unsettling and terrifying for me. Well, I think even Goonies. as an adult, that movie's kind of just like a little unsettling. Is it though? Because it was when, especially like, and now actually the, the nostalgia factor, but even when we were as kids, like, it was the most quoted movie. Everybody yeah. loved. And I like, would always try to point out, like, hey guys, nothing's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> 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 and all my friends were like, no, that's a do the trouble shuffle. You're a perfect <laughs> what's his face, you know? Like, yeah, like people looked at it like as like the sa- like wholesome like the sandlot yeah. or no, whatever. No, for sure. For sure. Like a mom with a retarded like yeah, no, right crazy dude. Yeah, like they fucking lock these kids in a room with a mongoloid murderer. Just like <laughs> figure it out. Yeah, you're armed with a baby Ruth candy bar. See, for me, which was always like a catch twenty two as a kid, was uh, of course Will Smith. Second to that, dude, just as equally as pussy, dude, was, uh, this was a Catch-22, like I said, because like, I was a huge fan of Pee-wee's Playhouse as a kid. What a fun show to oh, watch. Yeah, but then one. I watched the original Tim Burton movie as a kid, and there's that scene with fucking Large Marge. Yeah, like, to yeah. this day, like, it gives me, like, goose pimples. It was like, oh, fuck, dude, it's Large Marge. I tell him I look just like this. Pop out, they're all cartoons. Like, yeah. Oh my god! No, Gorgeous. definitely, even definitely very unsettling. But even I thought that the other one, TV's like, uh, not was Playhouse the movie. No, uh, it was TV's Big Adventure. Big Adventure, yes. It's actually Tim Burton's first film. Awesome. Yeah, which I can totally make sense. Yeah. And it's, it's also the scariest movie he's ever made. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But even the other one had like that whole psychedelic kind of like. You know, just he was such a weirdo. There was nothing like mm-hmm. endearing or relatable uh, to at all about Pee Wee anyway, you know? Yeah, like, no. was there was something always a little knew, bit creepy. I was afraid of, and she would tell me she would put on the bad Pee Wee. 
Like, you go to bed, or I'm going to turn peewee. off the bad peewee. And I was like, all right, wait a second, dude. Like, the bad peewee. That's fucking crazy. That's worse than dad's and, like, coming home. It's bad peewee's yeah, getting put on. Those are, like, the two examples. was uh, <laughs> bad peewee and, uh, and um, fucking dad coming home. But the other scary thing was, like, the other trick she would play as I was young enough when Tales from the Crypt first came in. Like, the idea of the Crypt Creeper. Okay, uh, yes. Which is somehow, like, a comedy in some regard. Yeah, or I mean, if you're older, again, like, they're not scary. They're just, like, oh, like, you know, like, freaky stories. Yeah. Like, not even that gory. They're just, like, oh, look, little creepy stories. But as a kid, I knew that song, like, the back of my hand. Like, the second one, I was like, go to bed, or I'm going to turn them on. Like, no, you he's not even on right now. This is pre-DVR, and my fucking mom had to be down to a back. It was like, turn it on, like, bam, 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 bam. Like, right. the countdown you know, before he popped out. I was like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's fucking terrifying. <laughs> In bed, locked down, no problem. See, an actual horror classic that got me, but I never even, like, we're trying to stay away from movies like this, but for me, considering I never actually saw the movie, and I'm just strictly talking about the t- the commercial trailer of the movie Candyman, I remember totally freaking me out, because it was, like, such a like real and possible thing that could happen of just like you're in front of the mirror you say the words and the badge like I got a mirror I can say Candyman like the only thing preventing me from coming to contact with Satan is like my own asshole self which is funny that you took away the uh, the whole like Bloody Mary lore and it was like no specifically Candyman so the kid was like go to the mirror and say Bloody Mary three times crazy I'm trying to get that one on here which I guess is another one just like Candyman in front of the mirror but like I guess like Again, it's supposed to be like a comedy. And again, Tim Burton, fucking scary kids. The fucking Beetlejuice. Was, uh, okay, yes. Pretty fucking creepy, dude. Definitely like, with the, the whole lobby scene with the fucking head shrunken football team. See, like, to me, it was the scene, again, like that shouldn't have scared me. It was when, like the uh, hand shot out of the shrimp cocktail bowl. Okay. Like, yeah, pulled everyone in. It was like, wasn't that was it during the song, though? Yeah, they were having a good time. The song got over. And as a kid, it's so seductive. I'm like, oh, look how much fun they're having. And the next thing knows, it's like, no, Big that was definitely hand, like dude. a gory terrifying party, yeah, for sure. Like, Maybe no, one like Beetlejuice would even be Ghostbusters. Comedy classic, great movie. When the chick starts screaming, it's fucking very, very yeah. unsettling. She's floating above Bill Murray. Like <laughs> yeah. all the movies is fun. Like yeah, and again, exactly. that's another misleading one because like at the age that we are, like we know like Ghostbusters from like the cartoon. You know what I mean? Like oh, there's fucking Bakeman playing with yeah, Slimer. Yeah, yeah. And the movie like Slimer's mean. Like we're at the age that like don't know that. Like, like, Slimer, like, the movie was original, and then the cartoon came out. Like, I definitely, as a kid, saw the cartoon first, and then, yeah, there's yeah. a movie made holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> and it's But, yeah, if it keeps on... <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's uh, very scary if you don't know, if you're, yeah. if you're not expecting it, you know? Yeah, the thing is a cartoon, like, they know, like, like the fucking Peter Bakeman, Pope Murray, and then this big brown-haired weirdo. Maybe one of the classic ones that was always a little, like, uh, such a classic that you probably shouldn't be scared of it, but definitely has some uh, creepy psychedelic stuff going on, but the uh, whole Wizard of Oz, the whole Wicked Witch in the Wizard of Oz, you're telling me that's not, like, the, the picture that gets painted with Dorothy's not, like, a real-life nightmare no, when you're a, a child of- being told this is, like, a must-see classic for there's every seven-year-old? There's a lot of people that are afraid of, like, seeing what she's in the yeah, and it's like I'm like eight, and I'm told that like, oh, you're gonna love this one. Like if you know, Dude, this is the Wizard of Oz. They've been loving this since the 30s. If you don't like it, you're an asshole. There was an offbeat movie called Return to Oz, where they made like a sequel to Wizard of Oz, and it was like dark and spooky. And it was fucking terrifying. Man. Like to this day, 
if you mention wheelers around my sister, she'll like, get like flipped out. Get about the chills like, if you bring up wheelers. Return to Oz. I know there's a lot of people out there that have like checked it out. Like email us in if you've heard Return to Oz. <laughs> the name of this place, but the original Wizard of Oz with Judy Garland ain't that fucking scary. <laughs> Having said that though, Gremlins fucking terrifying. <laughs> like okay, Gremlins. Was, Gremlins was again kind of supposed to be creepy though. It is like a movie about okay. monsters. But again, I think so. it was like in the dog you watch. You're like, all right, that was what the fuck was that? Spielberg directed that. <laughs> Robert I, haven't even, I haven't watched it in so long I still have it like in, checked off in the, in the horror category but, but I haven't watched it since I was 11 yeah. so maybe it's yeah. a horror movie <laughs> you know what I mean like so, as a kid too like it's so misleading like you see the uh you <laughs> but you <laughs> you see like the little like fuzzy like snowball thing like oh look at the little gizmo thing like oh uh, and then halfway through, they just all turned to monsters. It's like, what the fuck? I thought I was like looking at Teddy Bear. Little Gizmo. What happened to him? It's fucking terrifying. Mm-hmm. Terrifying. And I guess if there's like one other movie, which I guess in this aspect, this is like an early '90s, late '80s movie. But like to me, it's just like well, so creepy. I have like legitimate argument and then like hilarious argument. My legitimate argument is that the Neverending Story is fucking terrifying. <laughs> at the end of the Neverending Story, and that wolf jumps out of the fucking like cave. Like I watched it recently as an adult, and it still was like, oh, I. I this shit used to scare me so bad as a kid, like, watching it. I'm getting a little, like, what does he jump out? Like, <laughs> still don't like the jump scares. Still yeah, don't like yeah, the jump yeah. scares. And the other one that just, like, made no sense to me, just because was a weird little fucking kid, was the uh, beginning to reading Rainbow. Just really flipped me out. Like, it was just, like, the normal- beginning of reading Rainbow. Yeah. All right, that, uh... I was scared because that meant I was going to be, like, reading somehow. Is that... <laughs> There's that. I was like, I, I hated, I hated school. I was like, I don't want to be... But it was just like... This reminds be- me too much of Monday through Friday, this reading <laughs> rainbow. But it was just like when they turned into cartoons, like during the opening song, like I can look in a book. Some kids are like reading a book and just like turn into like a cartoon. Like ah oh, fuck, that kid's like turned into something he shouldn't. Oh, that can happen from reading. I'm not old enough to fathom that you're not supposed to be where you're not supposed to be. I'm not old enough to grasp that that can't happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember it's kind of not necessarily movie or TV. It's kind of more like real life, uh, like live entertainment, I'll say, that freaked the shit out of me. But I remember being a child and going to my first fun house, okay. which by the sounds of fun, fun. House, yeah, sounds good, like right? What could possibly go wrong? I didn't realize that it was like a creepy mind fuck. And I made it as far as like the first room, which was one of those house of mirrors. And I looked at myself and I was like bendy and tall and like round all at once. And I ran right out of the like, uh, the, the, like the haunted house, but that was the entrance because it was the front room. And everybody was like lined up in the doorway trying to get in. And I was like fighting my way through if I can get out of this. So they don't have the first room of my first haunted house. So not only did we do movies and TV and songs that scared us, but Liam had a real life scare. <laughs> yeah, right across the counter with the other side. I think that's uh, that's and it. don't even get me started on the Ouija board. God damn it. <laughs> that's it. Other than that, we were pretty brave kids. Yeah, we're uh, pretty tough. <laughs> but if uh, you guys can think of anything that uh, scares the hell out of you when you were a kid, yeah, what ridiculous movies and TV shows scared you when you were a kid? It's Halloween. Feel free to admit it. Me and Liam just can't clean about a lot of stuff. Yeah, a lot of stuff, including. Guys, girls, ghouls, and girls out there. 
That's going to be it for this closer look. For this episode of the Geeked Up Podcast. Of course, if there are any scary things you want to send in, email us in at thegeekeduppodcast at gmail.com. That's the geek. You put that the in there, folks. Put that out there. Happy Halloween. But before we end this Halloween episode, Liam and I have something we want to say. There's an election coming up right around the corner. We have uh, a lot of choices to make right here. A lot of people want to vote third party. A lot of people are saying Gary Johnson's the win. And we're saying vote third. We're saying vote third party. When you go in and vote this November 8th, write your candidate in. We say Stephen Root, 2016, <laughs> baby. Write it in. I'm Devin Barnes. That's Liam Whalen. If you're, yeah. not doing anything, if you're not working tomorrow, go ahead and get geeked up. Happy Halloween. <laughs> I said, yo, Fred, I think you got me all wrong. I ain't partners with nobody with nails that long. I'll be honest, man, this team won't work. The girls won't be on you, Fred, your face is all burned. I pat him on the shoulder, said, thanks for stopping by. Then I opened up the door and said, take care of the guy. He got mad, drew back his arm, and slashed my shirt. I laughed at first and thought, hold up, that hurt. It wasn't a dream, man, this guy was for real. I said, Words, and then I darted upstairs, crashed through my door, then jumped on my bed. Pulled the covers up over my head, said, oh, please do something with Fred. He jumped on my bed, but through the covers with his claws, tried to get me. But my alarm went off, and then silence. It was a whole new day, I thought. <laughs> I wasn't scared of him anyway, until I noticed those rips in my sheets, and that was proof that there had been a nightmare on my street. Woo! Happy Halloween! Geeked up, baby!